All right, here we go. Episode 82 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. It has been a hectic, hectic past seven days since we've done our last podcast. So much has happened in the world of sports, basketball, football, elsewhere that we're going to get to here in a moment. We'll lead off the show with that. But Man, we have a full, full show. I am super excited about this episode because there are a lot of interesting things that we have to get to. Sam, before we do that, how was your week? Awesome, man. Only got one final left and the sun's been out, so I can't complain. Well, there you go. Tell everybody that how you uh, burned your mouth. Why? You really you really think that's podcast worthy? Something that I it told is. you in confidence before the podcast started. So I, yeah. I made I made spaghetti, right? And I got these meatballs from Safeway. And I just put put the the already made spaghetti in the microwave to reheat it. You know, I'm going through the leftovers. And I put it in for two minutes and then I take the first bite, just just a meatball, no noodles involved, no marinara, right? Absolutely torched my mouth. <laughs> I cannot it might Last night, the top left side of my mouth was completely numb <laughs> from this meatball. Uh, and the problem with that is, is that once you burn the roof of your mouth, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do about it, one. But two, it's just there for like a week straight. Like every every time you eat after that, you, you feel it. And it, it's annoying. It feels like there's skin detached from my body inside my mouth. Right. That's what it feels like. Yeah, no, it, burning the roof of your mouth is is horrible. It's not it's not fun. Only because one, it, there's an intense pain when it happens, but two, it just lingers for like a week straight, and all you, it just feels like you have to eat like cold, like cereal, which I guess all cereal is cold. But you get what I'm saying. No, oatmeal isn't cold. That's not cereal. Yeah, it is. It's hot okay, cereal. That, okay, that's a debate for a completely different Shoot, show. Shoot, it is. It is, it, really it is. is not cereal. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. Great. Okay, so I didn't know this about you, so we'll have to get to that some other time. Oh, we're going to get to it momentarily. <laughs> um, I got to tell you, so you burned your mouth this week. I got hailed on during one of my shifts at work. Um, I was delivering in uh, in my neighborhood, which was fine, and it had been raining most of the day, which was okay. It's not the best to deliver outside, but then all of a sudden, it just this probably the most hail that I've ever seen in Roseville in my entire time being here just started dumping on me while I'm delivering. So I'm outside, and I swear it didn't happen every time I went outside, but there was one there was one particular house that I was walking up to. And I swear every like two seconds I was getting pelted in the face for whatever reason. It was like sideways hail just nailing me right in the eye, right in the nose, right in the mouth, the cheek, the ear. It was – and they were big too. If only if only the customers knew what you were going through to deliver their packages. No, I'm just I'm, – I'm Everyone, not... stand up. Give <laughs> Jason, just take a bow, man. Take a bow. You are the hero. You're the true You're hero, right. man. You know what? Everybody loves the delivery man. We, I got what you need. I got what you need. <laughs> um, but man, it 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 was. I mean, it was actually kind of fun because most of the time it's sunny and the weather's like you know it's it's nice outside. And 
to say that it's kind of fun when it rains, it kind of is. And it was interesting to to deliver uh, when it was just, it was hailing outside in the van. Like, dude, I swear I could barely hear myself think it was so loud for a good 10, 15 minutes. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Is the, is that, are those trucks kind of hard to drive in the rain? Um, they're not hard to drive in the rain. Um, but you do, I mean, you have to be a little more careful, uh, in the rain just because, you know, it's, it's a big van and, um, I mean, you make a turn too quickly. You, you're kind of top heavy. <laughs> is, uh, is cereal a soup? No. No, not no. technically. Cereal's not a soup. Cause apparently oatmeal is a type of porridge, which I'm assuming it's a synonym for soup. Yeah. But it's served with milk. You can have oatmeal with milk. It's just hot milk. So it's a hot cereal. Yeah, but a soup is... Okay, we'll take a slight detour into this. A soup is... you have No, to we're, have taking a... A, we're taking a full detour until I change your freaking mind. Okay, but you have, you have to have a broth. Milk okay, is not so, a broth. So who cares, about, who cares about the soup thing? Oatmeal is served... You can have it with milk... And then you're mixing the milk with the oats and you're heating it up. That's just a hot cereal. That's like the same thing if you put Cap'n Crunch with milk in the microwave. That's if, oatmeal. If they were the same, they wouldn't be called two different things. But one's cold. It's about the temperature difference. We'll just call it warm cereal. It's it's oatmeal. It's hot cereal. It's not. No, it it's is. Not. It literally no, not. is. No, it's it's not. grains and milk, but it's hotter. But it's not milk. You put water. You can have it with milk. Okay, but you can't. Who eats cereal with water? You can eat cereal. People eat cereal without milk. It's still cereal. But the, but so now we're but so now we're getting into the fact that it's it doesn't have to do with water or milk. It's what you're actually eating. It's the product you're eating. What you're eating is cereal. What you're eating is Grains. They may be no. They may be presented in similar fashions. You may be able to have no. them both with water and milk, but you're talking about the product of what you're eating, and what you're eating is cereal, and what you're eating is oatmeal, despite the fact that the they can be thing. just okay. They might be made from the same thing, but, but one, still, so oatmeal is a whole grain. You could have whole grain cereal, like the basic ass. I don't know the special K that you eat. It's pretty much the same thing as oatmeal. I don't need special K. Isn't it? Wasn't that one of the things that you had on your list, dude? The best cereal ever is Frosted Flakes. I don't know. Oh, and that's a whole grain. So if you oh, put what? a bowl of Frosted Flakes with some milk, put it in the microwave, isn't that isn't that oatmeal? Okay, well then, is a sandwich and a like a burger two different things? Uh, technically, no. It's meat meat between bread, right? But again, they're they could be presented differently with different ingredients. But I feel like a sandwich and a burger is way different than oatmeal and cereal. Like the the space between oatmeal and cereal is smaller than the space between a sandwich and a burger. We'll have to put up a poll on uh, Instagram and see where this is because I didn't know this was a thing. Do people actually debate this? I I I think only dumb people that don't think it's. Oatmeal and cereal are the same thing. Debate it, like okay, like well, you. Okay, well I'm gonna have to, I'm, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive research into this. I'm really gonna have to go full my my PhD paper 
my <laughs> dissertation is gonna my, go <laughs> is gonna go into my, my thesis paper is on <laughs> is oatmeal a cereal <laughs> and then you look at your professor this this is what you're putting it on yes, yes. straight face yes, yes. Oh man. Well, th- I don't I have no idea how to transition from oatmeal and cereal to the conversation that we're about to have. So I'm just going to say we're done with this and we're going to move well, on I, to I the have, next one. I have actually I have a perfect segue, dude. Okay, you know what? You let, take it. Let me take over. So, the take players it. the players championship was this last weekend. You know that, Jason? Yeah. Who ended up winning the players championship? Was it a JT? It was Justin Thomas. He ended up coming from behind, taking it away from Bryson DeChambeau and Lee Westwood. Shot 12 under in the last two rounds. Freaking ridiculous. He shot 8 under in the third round. Played amazing. Probably the favorite to win the Masters right now, yeah? Um, I mean, Justin John- I'd probably take Justin Johnson right now. Yeah. Have him roll out of bed and probably... Yeah, but whatever. Justin Thomas was involved in a little bit of controversy about what he said on the golf course, maybe more than a month ago. Do you remember that whole story? I do not. Um, I think he was caught, Mike's caught him saying something along the lines of freaking when he missed a putt or shanked a shot. It's, he said the, uh, the, uh, the gay slur starts with an F. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So he caught – that was caught. He lost um, a sponsorship with uh, Louis Vuitton, I think it was. So that kind of blew up a little bit. That brings us into a little bit of someone – a couple of cases of two people saying a little oopsies in live situations, Jason. Take it away. Yeah, and a little is a big understatement for both of them, um, especially well, – I'm not even going to say especially. They're both uh, pretty egregious in, uh, in, all, in all sense of it. Um, so I've got, <clears throat> I've got two, two sources here. So um, for those of you that, that don't know, I, I will read you what happened. Um, this article was posted on March 14th uh, by ESPN. I, I came across the story yesterday uh, when I was at work, and I knew immediately that, I, that we were going to lead the show off with this because I couldn't understand why more flagship ESPN programs weren't talking about this. Um, and I was like, well, we are definitely going to talk about it. I don't know why it's not a bigger deal uh, right now um, than it seems to be because I, I, we both believe that it, it should be a major story. So, <clears throat> so I will read you this from ESPN. And then I have something from CBS news that um, will go along with it. So the title of this article is Norman high school girls basketball team wins state title days after racist remarks made by announcer. So here you go. After being thrust into the spotlight for the actions of an announcer, the Norman High School girls basketball team made news on its own terms by winning the Oklahoma 6A state championship. Before we move further, congratulations to them. <clears throat> Continuing, the, the Tigers' 19-0 season, so they were 19-0 during the season, they capped their perfect season with a 48-37 win over Bixby, 
on Saturday. Don't know, don't know what school that is, but wait, you don't know big time <laughs> girls basketball powerhouse Bixby? Bixby? Definitely not. Um, you need to you need to sharpen up if we're gonna have a sports podcast. Right. Um. All right. So here we go. So Norman gained national attention after the racist words of a broadcaster were heard ahead of playing ahead of the plane of the team's quarterfinal game Thursday. The incident occurred as the, in quotations, the Star-Spangled Banner began to play. The broadcasters told their listeners on the NFHS network stream they would Mm -hmm. return after a break. And then one, not realizing the audio was still live, used an explicit... um, He used it because... And this is kind of where I'll deviate from the article. He used it because the Norman players, they kneeled during the Star Spangled Banner. And mm-hmm. right. And he said, and I quote, and the guy's name is, they put the guy's name out there. His name is Matt Rowan. So the announcer said, and I quote, they're kneeling, question mark, um, F them. But, you know, he all, I won't say the actual words. I hope Norman gets their ass kicked effing N-words. So mm-hmm. that was... Sorry, wait, just just to be clear, I wasn't laughing at the, the statement. I was laughing at the fact that Jason said he wasn't going to say the F-word, but then said ass right after it. I feel like... That's, uh, what, I was, that's I feel, what I was laughing at. Right, I feel like um, one is more appropriate than the other. So Yeah, it's, it's fair. I thought you were just going to... I was surprised that you said ass right when you just censored just two seconds that's yeah right not important um (laughs) so not important important. so cbs news afterward so they have a press release um from matt rowan Mm -hmm. says he says here we go um I am a, so I'm not going to read the entire statement, but I'm going to read the part that stuck out to me. So mm-hmm. he says, I am a family man. I am married, have two children, and at one time was a youth pastor. I continue to be a member of a Baptist church. I have not only embarrassed and disappointed myself, I have embarrassed and disappointed my family and my friends. I will state that I suffer type 1 diabetes. And during the mm-hmm. game, my sugar was spiking. While not excusing my remarks, it is not unusual when my sugar spikes that I become disoriented and often say things that are not appropriate as well as hurtful. I do not believe that I would have made such horrible statements absent my sugar spiking. So, <clears throat> again, I don't know why this isn't being made into a bigger deal on ESPN because this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And I found myself yesterday when I heard this story, I heard it on Chanae and Golick. It was the first place that I came across this. And so there were a couple things that uh, I thought of initially, initially. And one of the first things that I thought of had nothing to do with the actual statement that was made. Um, Sam, you, me, and this guy, Matt Rowan, actually do have something in common. All three of us have commentated high school sporting events live for people. 
Well, I can't believe you put us in the same sentence as this guy, dude. Thanks a lot. No, okay, but you know what I mean. I, you think so highly of us. You know what I mean. Yes, I, I, I understand what you're saying. We have been at games where we are I've com- called your games. Right, you called your very you, last game. You're right. You're right. You in the same same sort of setting, a high school basketball right. playoff game. Exactly, and you and I have called high school football games before. One of the first things you learn when you're doing something like that, and this has got to be rule number one for any broadcaster, when you have a mic in front of you, always assume it's hot. Always assume it's a hot mic. So the first thing that I thought of was, one, the lack of awareness that this guy had was stunning to me. But what was even more stunning and even more disappointing was his comments, obviously, because his comments are, I don't have any other way of putting it other than they're just not acceptable in any form or fashion. Um, They're vile, vile in today's age. So, so backwards thinking. Right. And I was, it, I, I honestly kind of got like, truthfully, I, I was kind of upset um, in the uh-huh. sense, in the sense that, I mean, in the, if you followed us for, since the beginning of the podcast, which I know there are some people out there that have, and again, we really appreciate that. You know, that in one of the first episodes, I wrote like a five to six minute, almost like a love letter to sports. And one of the things that I said in that was, I believe that sports can bring people together in a way that like nothing else can. And the example that I gave for that was, you know, let's say Sam and I are at a game. We don't know each other and we're both wearing the the same team. Say we're both wearing Kings jerseys. Something happens. We're sitting right next to each other. We can turn to each other and have a conversation about the game. We can cheer together. We can be happy together. We can be sad together. We have that connection. We can celebrate all these highs and be sad about all these lows. When I've gone to Raider games and something has happened to the Raiders have won, I can't tell you how many times somebody has turned to me during the game to give me a hug or give me a high five. Or when we're walking uh, back to the back to the truck after the game, everybody's yelling Raiders together. We're giving everybody high fives. It's a lot of fun. People you don't even know and will never see again. <clears throat> you look at the Olympics. You look at some of the most viewed television broadcasts in the world the majority of them are sports especially in america and so the beauty of sports to me is how much it can bring people together and it doesn't it doesn't create this i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm just really it was it it highlighted to me that this is in sports Mm -hmm. and well, it's in it's, it's in all facets, it's, right? Of, it's of in America. all facets of the world, of course, of course. I'm just talking about this example right here because it happened to take place during a sporting event. And the right. sad thing is, is that this is just one isolated instance. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot. This happens a lot. You, I mean, if you've been paying attention over the past couple of years, the Utah Jazz. And their fans were under a lot of oh, were under a lot yeah. of scrutiny for what was being yelled at some of the players in Utah. This this is 
or what was um what was yelled at Russell Westbrook? You remember that instance? Right. When when he almost got in a fight with a fan. Right. So while this while this incident is horrific and it's in no way acceptable, what it highlighted for me was man, it's just another instance where this is in sports and it's so upsetting because I think sports is so beautiful and it just doesn't have a place. It feels like it, this shouldn't have a place, first of all, anywhere. But since we're just talking about sports right now, it feels like it shouldn't have a place in sports. And it just, it, this isn't the only place that it happens. And it, it, that, it highlighted that for me that you hear it a lot in the NBA We've heard it a lot in the NBA. You know what happens other places, but it's even all the way down at the high school level too. Mm-hmm. And that is really sad. That is really sad. I mean, these are just just uh, high school girls that are playing in their in a playoff game. They're a good team on their way to a state championship. Congratulations to them. And they are having a symbol, making a statement for what they believe in. And this guy goes out of his way in Oklahoma, goes out and says just egregious things, uses the N word, uh, uses expletives several times to discourage these women that he obviously probably doesn't know personally has no reason to hate them in such a way just because of the sole fact that they are uh i think most of the team if i can see the picture um most of the team i think is black well actually there's quite a few uh white players on the team but they are just for the simple fact that they are kneeling during the anthem and i think uh people definitely have gotten I, I don't know. Would you say it is a right to get mad at people for kneeling for the anthem? Is that someone's – I guess it's someone's right, but I don't think it is someone's right to then on a live air, you have that responsibility that people are listening to you to then voice that opinion in such a way that totally de- like demeans the uh, – well, totally belittles – like these uh, girls that are playing and uh, it's just such an ignorant statement right. that is made. Right. And yeah, I mean, people can get mad at athletes for kneeling. You have a right to your own opinion, whether or right. not everybody else agrees with you or not is something completely different, but you do have a right to feel however you want to feel. But I don't think it's a broadcaster. It's totally inappropriate for a broadcaster to voice that's like jim nance calling out uh colin kaepernick for kneeling back in the day well i mean and then calling him calling him an n-word like get up and we're like that sort of thing that's what this is on like the level of and that is totally inappropriate right. that's where it's too far right it, honestly for me this was this was one of the most egregious things that i've heard in sports ever and to put the cherry on top of everything, and I say that sarcastically, to hear the guy come out afterward mm. and talk about how he was blaming it on. Now, look, I'm not a type one diabetic. I don't know what it's like to deal to deal with 
diabetes, but I listened to Cheney and Golick uh, when they were talking about this story, and they brought on a reporter and somebody who has his own show, a sports reporter, who is type 1 diabetic, and he meant, listed five or six people in his family who are also type 1 diabetic. And he was talking about, he was like, look, none of my family, myself included, ever get that wave. It doesn't do that to you. That's not an excuse. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from a guy who's had it and his whole family has had it. He was saying how that is not an excuse not in any way, shape, or form. So, first of all, that excuse is completely, completely invalid. Yeah, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't know that the N-word, saying the N-word was a symptom of low blood sugar for a type 1 diabetic. Right, exactly. I didn't know that was a thing. Right, exactly. And so, it, what it, what's clear to everybody is that, that what that guy said... My mom actually made uh, a good point about it yesterday. She she said, "Good on you, Jen." Right? She made a yeah. So here you go, mom. <laughs> um, she uh, <laughs> she made a good point about it. She was like, "That's like using the I was drunk' excuse." Like that that word has to be in your vocabulary for it to slip out right in that way. Even if you can say, because I think I I was I listened to the uh, the news article on ABC about this and they were saying that it is a symptom of uh type 1 diabetes that you can have like let things slip like you can slur your words but no one has ever said that that it leads to this coming out like no one could rationalize this happening like this word has to be in your vocabulary to even let it slip out you have to have used it many a time right so nobody's saying that you know if you're a type 1 diabetic that you know if this is if like outbursts like this are an offshoot okay fine fine i'll grant you that i will grant you that but sam's a hundred percent right he's a hundred percent right all like and like my mom was saying yesterday when you're drunk like mm-hmm all being drunk does is like lower your awareness in the sense that like, like even if you do mm-hmm. something when you were, even if you do something when you were drunk, that's something that you may not do um, when you're sober because you have like blockers on because if, you're not if drunk. Fog, it fogs up your, uh, your moral compass. Right. Ex- you no longer have that ability to determine what's right and what's right wrong. but there are certain things that, that even when you are drunk you still would never do and for this guy to do this well like this it was one of those things where it's like dude so you've you've done this before you just but it's it's not even like it's three sentences like first off f them i hope they lose even if that was the only thing that was said that's still egregious yeah. And then goes on to, I hope they get crushed. Uh, they're going to kneel like that. Hell no. And then goes into, fuck them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's all. That, that's three strikes you're out. Yeah. Even if you're going to play the, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to happen because I had low blood sugar. First off, you're about to start announcing for this game. Maybe you should think about your blood sugar. Yeah. If you're really worried about that, you're about to call an entire game. You're going live. You're literally talking. 
the whole time. This is your job. Yeah. Your job is to talk to people online, <laughs> a live audience, and you're going in with low blood sugar. And this is what you what you think could happen because obviously he thinks this is the reason why this happened. Right. That's, That's a great point. It's, it's just it baffles me. This is your job. You're supposed to be as PC as possible. Right. You're literally putting your words out. You're not an accountant. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. you're not a data analyst yeah. working alone. You're literally putting your voice out there for theoretically anyone to hear because anyone can get a hold of this tape. And you're going out with the with knowing that oh uh, my blood sugar's low. Like maybe I should get something. Right. Maybe that's what should have been said on this mic. Oh hey guys, we just went to break. Let me get something really quick to eat. Not oh blah 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 blah. N word. Yeah, right? yeah, you, yeah, and that's a great point. Like, if you are saying that you're that it was your lead, low blood sugar that led to this, then why why didn't you solve that problem before you were about? If you if you thought that that was a possibility, then right. why didn't you address that possible problem before you went live to call again? And we're this is um, this he sent in statements to news articles, so he had to sign, he had to type that in as an excuse. First, I saw it was oh, there's no excuse. I've embarrassed like that whole first part you said. I embarrassed my family. I embarrassed my community. There's no excuse. But then he goes into well, here's the potential excuse, and he had to sign off on that and send it in. He literally typed that into Word or typed that into an email, read over it. Said, you know what? That's good enough. That's going to clear my name. Sent it. Yeah. It's just it, it. You can't wrap your mind around this, Jason. Yeah. It was. It was one of the worst things I've heard in sports. Um, hey, Jason. If you need to uh, take a break at any time, go get a snack. Get your blood sugar up. I. I understand, dude. I understand, man. Right. We don't want anything like this happening. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I and again, I, he Sam said his piece. I've said my piece, and it just I don't. Again, I know that ESPN wrote a story on it, and I know Cheney and Golick talked about it. But man, I felt like it should have been. I felt like it should have had bigger, uh, a bigger headline. And you know, if they weren't going to do it, then you know we were definitely going to do it because that that felt important beyond anything else that's happening in the world of sports right now. It felt like that needed to be the center of the beginning of, uh, of this episode. And unfortunately there was another instance that, well, hold on. I don't know if um, Mr. Rowan got fired. I only know that they, uh, yeah, I, NFHS cut ties with that production. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what has for. become of him since, but I'm going to guess he's not going to be calling games here. Um, probably ever. Well, he's definitely not calling games for, NFHS, right. which is the company that was putting on, which was streaming games for this this uh, district, this high school district. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah. the unfortunate part also is that there was another instance that happened just a couple days ago involving mm-hmm. the Heat's, the Miami Heat Center, Myers Leonard. He was on a Twitch stream. He was playing Call of Duty, and he used um, an anti-Semitic slur during the game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to repeat it. 
Um, I'll just say that uh, no, you know, I'm not even gonna hint at, at what it is because um, I don't want it on the show. Um, but he used an anti-Semitic slur during the during the stream and his yeah during the stream he was fined fifty thousand dollars and he was suspended for a week from all team activities. He's injured right now, um, mm-hmm. so. I, they said that he couldn't be like anywhere near um, the team for for at least. He's just, he's removed from team activities indefinitely. Right. Um, this one again. So he came out afterward and and put out a very lengthy apology, explaining how he. Do you have his Do you have his apology? I, I don't have. Uh, let's see. Okay, I can. I, I can think I can it. find it right here. It was on. Oh uh, yeah, I got it right here. I got it right here. Okay. So this is from Myers Leonard afterward. He said, I am deeply sorry for using an anti-Semitic slur during a live stream yesterday. While I didn't know what the word meant at the time, my my ignorance about its history and how offensive it is to the Jewish community is absolutely not an excuse. And I was just wrong. I am now more aware of its meaning and I'm committed to properly seeking out people who can help educate me about this type of hate and how we can fight it. I acknowledge and own my mistake and there's no running from something like this that is so hurtful in some to someone else. This is not a proper representation of who I am and I want to uh, apologize to the, oh, I think that's the owners, the Arisons, my teammates, Coaches, yeah, so coaches, front office, and everyone associated with the Miami Heat organization, to my family, to our loyal fans, and to the others in the Jewish community who I have hurt, I promise to do better, and I know that my future actions will be more powerful than my use of this word. And then Julian Edelman uh, mm-hmm. wrote an open letter to uh, him after after that slur. Um so I'll quickly read that as well because it was well said. Uh, so this is from Julian to Myers Leonard. He said, so we've never met. I hope we can one day soon. I'm sure you've been getting lots of criticism for what you said. Not trying to add to that. I just want to offer some perspective. I get the sense that you didn't use that word out of hate, more out of ignorance. Most likely you weren't mm-hmm. trying to hurt anyone or even profile Jews in your comment. That's what makes it so destructive when someone intends to be hateful, but it's used, but it's usually met with great resistance. Casual ignorance is harder to combat and has greater reach, especially when you command great influence. Hate is like a virus. Even accidentally, it can rapidly spread. I'm down in Miami fairly often. Let's do a Shabbat dinner with some friends. I'll show you a fun time. Julian Edelman. Wow, that's that was pretty professionally said. Um, so I think, and again, him using this word was not appropriate under any circumstances. But mm-hmm. I, so I've I've said it a hundred times on this show. My favorite ESPN reporter uh, is Mike Greenberg. He's Jewish. Yeah, well, let's just let's just put it in another right. one. He's Jewish. That's a hundred and one yeah, times. Um. Right. He's Jewish, and he he said that a lot of people have been asking him about what his thoughts were on that. So he gave a little piece on it, and he was saying that that he believes Myers when he was saying that he didn't know what the word meant 
He didn't know where it originated from. He didn't know how hurtful it was. And he used it out of right. ignorance. And while it was an egregious act and um, something that was very hurtful at the time, uh, Mike was all good with the apology. He accepted his apology. And he, and he was like, you know, if nothing else, um, we can use this as a, a teaching moment. Honestly. Well, something mm-hmm. like this can be used to – something bad like this can be used uh, – in, in a positive way in the sense that they can turn it into a very teachable moment for Myers and, and for other people who may not know what the word actually means. Um, and I, I remember the thing that struck me was he said in, in this may end up being a good thing that this happened, not that it was said, but the fallout of this could be publicity for the sense that, if people didn't know what this word meant and people didn't know that it was hurtful, it's out there now. Maybe it brings light to people that this isn't an acceptable thing to say. Um, and it's a teachable moment for everybody. So, mm-hmm. so. Did you end up watching that video of, of uh, what he exactly said? I, d- I did hear the, I did hear the live stream. Yeah. Right. So I think I think the biggest thing for me is um, just how casually he puts it out there. Yeah. Right. Like he's it's like we okay, Jason. We we know, and I'm sure a bunch of our listeners know, like how toxic it can be in a video game setting. How if you yeah um, much how much your blood can be pulsing from anger just because of a video game. Like I think some people like may not understand. Like, oh, why did he get that mad at a video game? Like, video games can... Like, if you're that um, invested in a video game, easily it can come... Like, that much anger can come out. Not, like, putting it in those words, but I could totally see the frustration. Like, I've been completely frustrated. If you've ever been in, like, a Call of Duty lobby before, that that place is a (laughs) cesspool for... N-word this, N-word it's, that, yeah, it's... shut the bleep up, N-word, blah, like, literally throughout the game, in lobbies, not condoning it. No. It is definitely not, no, like, no, no. a safe space, no, for sure. Could totally see Myers Leonard using this word often. Really, I really could. I Just, the, just from wa- watching that clip of him just drop it, I could see him saying that once a night. Once, oh yeah, a game. Once a Call of Duty. He's session. definitely said it before, because things. I'm assuming easily, yeah. and no one called him out on it. Like he's playing with other guys, and no one's like, "Whoa, Myers!" Like, "Whoa, that was no." Like they, they kind of like it's kind of an awkward silence, and they kind of laugh, laugh about it, really. But it's almost like they've heard him say that before, yeah. right? And no one's called it like the fact that it's it's really just i think this is this is perfect that we put it right next to the the story that we just did about um uh Rowan Matt Rowan because it's a tale of two atrocities right one is out of anger the story that we just covered it's blatantly anger towards a specific group and their actions right and then this is highlighted perfectly by Julian Edelman just ignorance yeah. Just complete and utter ignorance, and I will not lie. I didn't know what this. Neither did I. Never heard it. Never heard it before. Didn't even know the meaning of it when it first came out. But after looking at it, and it is a derogatory slur for a Jewish person, 
Like what you are live. You are live to an audience. You are an NBA player. Your voice has meaning, at least in some people's lives. Shouldn't you do the due diligence to understand the words that you are saying as frequently as I think we can both agree he is saying this word? Well, because that is by far not the first time he said this It would word. appear not. And the one thing that these two stories have in common is both of them had an extreme lack of awareness. It, it was mm-hmm. like you bro- – Well, one was – the guy didn't know the mic was on. Well, that no, that's what. And that's so, different. Well, what than... I mean, what I mean is, is that lack of awareness in the sense that one, the announcer, like I said, you always have to assume that your mic is hot. So, if that's something that he was going to say anyway, like the fact that he didn't think to himself, maybe I shouldn't say this when I'm near a microphone, even if you think it's off, that was baffling to me. What was more baffling was what he said, but still. Um, and then again, Myers. Like, like if he if he said that if he said that when the mics weren't on, it's still awful. Right? Yes. Now he's just a stupid bigot. Right. That's what right. we can and, say. And, he's just stupid. Right. And he's what he's not is he's a private bigot. He's not. He's not. He can't make it public. And then if you're Myers, again. You know that you're live. You know that people are watching you. So maybe you should refrain from honestly, if you're an NBA player, just play it safe. Play it safe and do, try not to like curse. You say damn or you know, crap or Well, he said he said effing the Yeah, he dropped the, the F bomb. He said bitch. bitch. In the same, in the same, yeah. Sentence. And then he said the the slur, so it's like, mm-hmm. it's like okay, okay. Maybe cut all right. that out of your vocabulary. When like, you're live. yeah, you're live. You know, there could be kids watching you. You know, you're an NBA player. You have fans. You have fans. So, and some of them may be kids, especially. Uh, he was. Uh, he was also affiliated with Phase Clan too. So there's. He's obviously got enough of a following that FaZe Clan noticed him and brought him right. on as a as a professional athlete. Right, gamer. so just shy away from even potentially saying something like that. Um, so I think I think Julian Edelman handled it perfectly. Julian said it really well. He said it really well. So again, we're forty two minutes into the show, and sorry to. Sorry to everybody for starting with two stories that aren't, you know, the most fun to talk about because they're hard to talk about. Um, but they were two, probably two of the most important stories that happened this week. And the one that we started, well, actually, I would say those two stories are the two most important things that happened over the past um, 10 days. Um, so so I, I'm sorry, I just want to, I don't think we're, we're quite done. Like, you didn't know that word existed, nope. right? Where does like I think if Myers were to hear I would like to think if I was in Myers Leonard's situation, which um I would hope I would have done things differently, right? If I hear that word and I am comfortable using it in a sentence, I think I would at least try to understand what that word means. I think literally if I yeah. heard that word, like I did, like I just I heard it from this story, I then thought, wait, what does that word mm-hmm. mean? Why didn't Myers Leonard have that thought process. I don't know. 
before he decided to use it. It's just baffling. Yeah. I don't know. It's literally baffling. I don't know. Because I, I, I so my family is, my mom's side is Jewish, right? Um, I don't think it's fair for me to say, oh, I take offense to this work. Because I don't think I really identify myself as Jewish. Um, and I've honestly never heard this word before. Didn't know what it meant, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think I, I don't think it'd be like, oh, I'm coming down hard on him because as a, a Jewish man, right? No, I don't think that's really where I'm coming from here. I think more as like just a human being. How do you use that word? First off, I'm assuming frequently second off live with an audience and you are sitting here saying you don't know the meaning of that word i think i don't know if i truly trust it well let's just take it to an elementary level when would you ever use a word that you don't know what the meaning of it is how would you feel comfortable in a public setting saying a public setting saying something (laughs) saying something that you don't know the meaning of like why would you use that's like that's like, have you seen the Friends episode where Joey is writing a speech for like Monica and Chandler's mm-hmm. wedding, and he goes, and he yeah, uses, he goes uh, on the source. Yeah, he goes on, goes on at the source mm-hmm. and just puts in a bunch of words, and he doesn't know what they actually mean. It's like, it's right. like that. So like, if you're in a public setting and you're choosing to use a word that you don't know what it means, then what? Then you're just in every using someone else's right words, in every someone else's in thoughts. every sense of the word you're gonna look like an idiot and in this an idiot. In, in like and in this um it's even worse because not only was it a word that you don't know it was an anti-semitic slur so again and you gotta know you gotta know he's heard it in a negative context i don't think you can ever hear that word in a positive yeah. light like, oh, I thought that was uh, uplifting to the Jewish community or uplifting to a certain population. He probably heard it from someone saying the exact same way. He probably heard it on Call of Duty. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Throw that out there, yeah. right? After you die in a stupid way, right? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'll, I'll copy that. Not even taking a moment being like, hey, what is that? Like, I've never even heard that word. Like, not even be, like sitting down and being a human and like thinking through what is going on. He's just... It's just happening. Like, it's just happening around him, and he just lets it happen around him. That is – oh, my gosh. How does that happen? How does it happen, Jason? I don't know. I don't know. I, our American education system has failed, Myers. This is a guy that went to a college. He got a college education, and he can't sit, and he can't sit down and think, whoa, maybe I shouldn't say a word. Like, would you write that word in a paper? Well, the thing, the, the thing no. is, is like – Again, you would you would never use – find me somebody who consistently uses words that they don't know what they mean. So why would you use a word that is an anti-Semitic slur that you also don't know what – and maybe he <laughs> didn't know that it was a slur, but – still, if there was even if there was even a possibility, why take the chance? Why take the chance? So I just don't know how like your curiosity takes over. Like just simple curiosity, like, oh, whoa, like what does that word mean? And then if you hear it and then it's like, oh, well, I'm gonna start using that. Then it's like, well, you're an awful person. But the fact that he didn't even 
ask. He didn't even take the time to ask. Didn't think to look. Yeah, Jason didn't think to look. It's mind boggling. This man got a college education, Jason. Yeah, yeah. He's getting paid millions, and he can't take a simple Google search. It took me ten seconds to find the meaning of the word. Yeah, I looked at I looked God. it up after too. I, I I needed to know what it meant before I before I came on this show and. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know how you don't look. And I think it's. I think. Uh, to I think I can only speak to my own experience, and I think yours as well. Like we we had never heard this word before, mm-hmm. and I think that is awesome that this word is not well known. Uh, that it's not. It's not as well known in all, Not well known in our uh, group circle circles. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it may be. But I think that's good. Like it's not as used frequently. It's not in the news as much as maybe. Maybe not a good thing. Maybe it's not like a good like because maybe that's just the fact that um, I get what you're trying to say. The mass, though. the mass, the mass media isn't um, making note of it, making as much light of it as maybe they should. Maybe that's a shortcoming. I think that's what Julian Edelman kind of talks about. But I think it's all. I think from where my perspective is. It's nice that I can grow up as a Jewish male and not have heard this word until I'm 22. I think that is a luxury, and um, I think that is progress of, of change, I'd like to think, right? And, and from when this word was made. Right, and that's just also in your, in your scope. There, maybe there are other... Yeah, that's yeah. what... I can only talk about my, my own perspective. Yeah, yeah. so... But yeah, again, like I like I was saying, I'm. I know that everybody who listens to this podcast strictly comes here for sports, and um, you know, like it or not, this does this happen in the world of sports. And while it may not be uh, for some of you who are still here and listening, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, why didn't we lead off with you know NFL free agency? Because there's a ton of that going on right now. Um, this was this was more important. This was more important. Um, it, it was a conversation that needed to be on the show. Like I said, it was the two most important things I think that happened over the last uh, last couple of days since we've done this podcast, and it definitely needed to see the light of day here. And I'm glad we had the conversation, and I'm glad we spent as much time on it as we did. So, yeah, great talk. Yeah. Um, so we'll move away from that, and we'll move into something more positive. Uh, we'll bring a. Uh, We'll bring the spirits back to back to an all time high, and uh, and we'll keep going. So, the the biggest thing that we need to get to is NFL free agency because, good lord, it is popping off right now in the NFL with the amount of signings that are happening, and it seems like everybody is going to the damn Patriots. I gotta say, so <laughs> I'm on the NFL's Instagram right now. So I've got all the major free agent signings, at least major enough that the NFL felt like they needed to post it. So I'll just go back to yesterday. <laughs> it's one day ago. And I'll just read you the names here. There's a lot, but I'll go through them quickly. Here we go. So the biggest thing, I'll just start with the Bucks because I can run through them quickly. Uh, the Bucks are pretty much bringing back everybody. Tom Brady reworked his contract to allow more cap space. The cap took a major hit this year because of COVID. So teams are, you're going to see a lot of players that 
who you thought would have been signed by their teams or not cut who are going to get released because teams just don't have the money to keep them. So Brady re- reworked his contract, which allowed them to keep Shaq Barrett, which is huge. That's gigantic. Rob Gronkowski is going to stay. Chris Godwin is staying. And like I said, Brady is staying as well. They extended Levante David. They're bringing back like everybody. The, the Buccaneers. Wait, dude, Jason, what are we doing? What do you mean? Why are we not talking about Drew Brees' retirement? I know, I know. We'll get, we'll get. Why? That's like the biggest thing we need to talk about. Well, just hang on. I'm in the middle of this because that's a that's your. Point. I know. <laughs> I to- I totally forgot about. No, it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. Continue. Sorry. We just. I just had to get that out into the. Into the Don't worry. I've got it's time for that. Um, okay. So the Patriots signed Jonu Smith. They also signed Matthew Judon, um, defensive mm-hmm. player. Uh, offensive. They signed Jalen Mills. Yep. Uh, so offense. Uh, safety. Uh, yeah. Hang on. I've got the list. <laughs> uh, well, it's a conversation. We're having a conversation. I can. I can. I add. know, but I'm going through the list, and we'll recap everything. So, offensive lineman uh, Joe Thunley signed with the Saints. Um, John Johnson the third um, agreed to agrees to a deal with the Browns defensive back. Um, Yannick Ngakwe signed with the Raiders, defensive lineman. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver, went to the Patriots. Jet signed Corey. Di- just Jet signed Corey Davis. It's a big wide receiver name. Uh, Titan signed Bud Dupree. Oh, okay. Titan got. You said you said big uh, wide receiver name. I totally forgot he was a wide receiver. Yeah. So, uh, Saints are keeping Jameis Winston. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Washington. The Patriots signed. Hunter Henry. So that's two tight ends for the Patriots. They got Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. And for those of you. Two top 10. Right. For those of you who remember, that is eerily similar to the Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski kind of dynamic that they have, that they had going on for a while. Um, The Jaguars signed Shaquille Griffin. um, And then the Giants just recently, one hour ago, they've agreed to a three-year deal where $63 million with defensive lineman Leonard Williams is staying with the Giants. So those are some of the biggest names that have been moved in the NFL. Oh, and also Aaron Jones is staying with the Packers as well. Right. So that's also a big one. Cam is also staying. Mark Ingram went to the Texans. Um, so I have, I feel Ooh. bad for him. Um <laughs> Um, Split carries with David Johnson. Right. Um, yeah, those are the biggest moves that Taysom, have happened. Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill signs with right, but that New Orleans. Right, he signed with New Orleans, and it was a four-year deal. Um, but it because of because of all the salary cap stuff and the salary cap going up in the next couple of years, it's really a deal that you only have to look at the first year for because the other three years I think mm-hmm. are void. So. Again, they're just clearing. Yeah, it's it's super team friendly. Yeah, so they're just clearing cap space. The Saints are in cap hell right now. They're my favorite. My favorite thing that I heard this week was the Saints are the guys checking people in in cap hell right now because they are the leaders of it. Um, but some of the notable free agents who have not been picked up right now, uh, probably number one on that list is Kenny Galladay, uh, wide receiver for the. Whoa! Disrespect to Trent Williams. Okay. Well. 
Um, Trent Williams would be, <laughs> would, be <laughs> would be next would be next on that list. Um, um, Damn, Will Ful- the best best left tackle in the league, and he gets overshadowed by what the twenty fifth best wide receiver. Twenty fifth. <laughs> okay, Jason. I um, see. Will Fuller's still out there. Um, Gabe Jackson is now out there, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, Richard Sherman is still out just, there. They just released Rodney Hudson, didn't they? Uh, yeah, and Rodney Hudson is also out there, so shoot me in the foot. Um, Mitchell Schwartz. Shoot Derek in the foot. Yeah, truthfully. Um, <laughs> Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. Juju is still out there. AB is out there. Jadavion Clowney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell mm-hmm. Okun. Um, John Brown. Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. T.Y. Hilton. Malcolm Butler. Curtis Samuel. There's still a lot of people yet to get signed. Xavier Woods. Chris Carson. Chris Carson's a free Chris agent. Chris Carson, yep. Saw that one too. There's no way they're going to let him You'd go. You'd think not. But there's also no way that they would let Russell Wilson go. But <laughs> where there's smoke, there's fire. He may be heading sure. to Chicago. Uh, Richard Sherman, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Uh, Alden Smith, for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just no, and like you mentioned, Patrick Peterson. Right? He's a sneaky – he would be great. You'd think. For a contending team. Oh, running He's back – Running back James Conner. Hmm. Didn't realize he was uh, available. It would be, I would like to see him go to a different team. Yeah. Because I don't think any running back could have success. Maybe Derrick Henry could have success no. in Pittsburgh for what they were doing last year. Yeah. I'd like to see – because we can't really judge James Conner from last year. Not really. Navikin Sue is still – he's available as well. Um, He'll probably resign. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, Ooh, Rashard Higgins would be kind of sneaky. I'm looking at some more names, trying to find some people who are really notable. Um uh, Jacquees Tart. Okay. Do you know who that no. is? Do you know? Oh, he's a safety for the for the Niners. They should probably resign him though. Right. So we James James White Super Bowl. MVP. We ran through a bunch of names who have been signed. <laughs> who do you think so far? I like how I like how I just, I just say stuff and you don't acknowledge. Well, we have to say. we have to keep moving. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, it's just, I think it's just funny. Well, oh, Andy Dalton. Ooh, Ryan Kerrigan? Oh, no way. That's a big play right there. Okay, yeah, continue. Okay. Um, out of the names that have been signed, what do you think has been – what do you think has been the best? What do you think has been the worst? What do you think is going to be sneaky? What do you think about so far all the names that have been signed? Hmm. Sneaky. So I think the – well, I think the most notable would have to be Dak, right? Behind that uh, – Joe Tooney probably because he was marked as the maybe the best O lineman available even with Trent Williams out there. Yeah. What if Trent Williams signs with Kansas City? Maybe that's why they released their two tackles. Maybe and you just sure up the biggest weakness that Kansas City had last year, uh, highlighted by the Super Bowl where they couldn't protect Mahomes. If they protect Mahomes, no, granted they with, were injured, but but they just released them, so they obviously didn't think they were that good anyway. Well, I think it probably had more to do with the cap, but... Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's hard, it's hard to um, say this season. 
Aaron Jones for four four years, forty eight million. That's only twelve million a year. That's not he actually des- bad. He deserved for... that. And he's only twenty six. Yeah. So he's still got maybe three prime years left at the running back position. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I think that's a big one. Um... <laughs> you know what I will say though. We talked about it a little bit. I think that Ngakwe pick, he's only 25. And they get him on the relatively cheap, pretty low risk for the Raiders. I think that's a big pickup for the Raiders. I agree. I thought it was uh I thought it was a great pickup for them. Um what was the stat that I read to you earlier? He was one of four players in NFL history to have his first have... five seasons with eight straight sacks mm-hmm. and he's second mm-hmm. in the league in forced fumbles but in that time behind uh Khalil Mack. I think he has 18 and Khalil has 20. Yeah, yeah I mean like I said like I said even going into last season the Raiders' biggest deficiency was always going to be on their defense. The defense was terrible. They were just so bad in so many different aspects of the of of that side of the ball. And one of the biggest downfalls of that defense was they just they just they didn't have a pass rush like at all. Besides Max Crosby, they didn't have anybody right. who I mean, it's great to have one good pass rusher, but you know, Max is going to get doubled, tripled, like all game. Like is, when you don't have Farrell to worry robust? about it. I don't think he's so. He actually had a pretty good season last year. He didn't have anything because he was the third overall pick, right? Yeah, he didn't have anything that would like blow the doors off of uh, anybody's expectations. But uh, he made he definitely made a noticeable improvement from year uh, year one. Um, okay, so I mean. Again, Max Crosby. Max Crosby is what you hoped um, he would become. Max Crosby. So, Farrell and Crosby are interesting because what you were expecting, I think Crosby to be, that's what Farrell is. And what you were expecting <laughs> Farrell to be, that's what Crosby is. What was, what was Crosby like? A, he was drafted. He was an undrafted. Um, right? I don't because we're talking about the third overall pick and a guy that maybe was picked in the sixth round. Um, let's see. He was drafted by the Raiders in the fourth round. Fourth round. Yeah. So they basically flipped. In that so sense. so that's a bust. Is it as of what he's produced so far? I mean, it's. I don't want to call him a bust because it's only his second year, and I feel like that's way too soon. But he's the third overall pick. Yeah, but again. Like Solomon Thomas, I think right now can be said is a bust. But do like but again, like he's still really, really young. Like, do you call Sam Darnold a bust? You don't know yet. Oh, I think people would say he's a some people would say that. You don't, is it too soon to call Josh Rosen a bust? Uh, well, Josh Rosen hasn't. The thing with Josh Rosen is that he just hasn't really Jared, gotten. Jared Goff? Jared Goff, is he a bust? No, he's not a bust. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Some people might be saying he's a bust he's now. A bust. <laughs> if um, he's a career backup. But again, Cle- Cleveland had. Again, he's had. Um, 
he's had a slow start, but I'm not going to call him a bust. He's only played in the NFL for two years. Um, I'm not going to call him a bust. Has he not played up to his draft pick? Yes. But is he a bust? So he was a top three defensive lineman, right? Mm -hmm. That puts him in the same air as Chase Young, who already is one of the best defensive linemen in the league, it seems like. Nick Bosa, who was picked second as well, already one of the best defensive linemen in the league. He should be technically on that level, right? I mean, you'd think, but you got to look at um, – it's tough because, like, I'm trying to think of um, – like, so James Harrison. James Harrison got off to a slow start um, when he came into the league. Um, mm-hmm. He did not play particularly well his first couple years in the league. Like, James Harrison, I have his totals right Where here. Is he – where was he drafted? He was like, he was drafted was in Pittsburgh. Drafted? In... What pick was he drafted? Uh, I don't know. It, the, the pick is not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is that so in his first from he was drafted in 2002, and it wasn't until 2007 that was his first year where he had more than eight sacks. So 2000 his first year he had zero, the second year he had one, his third year he had mm-hmm. three. The fourth year had zero, and then and then you saw the eight, sixteen, ten, ten and a half. Um, right. So and now he's a Hall of Famer, most likely. Right. So again, like, has he played up to his draft slot? No. But James Harrison was undrafted. He wasn't the third overall pick. I understand, and I get the point that you're trying to make. But what I'm just trying to say is, is that it maybe. Maybe Cleveland is going to take a couple years to get to that point, which is a little unfortunate because you drafted him. Hopefully you guys have the luxury of waiting that long. Well, again, he's one player. Um, Here's the thing, though, too. Um, One of the things that you could point to is that none of the Raiders, none of the Raiders defensive linemen has really had any success over the past couple of years, minus Max. Max has had um, pretty pretty good success as of as of the last two seasons. He would be the exception. Now, I know Khalil was there, but Khalil's a freak. He would have success anywhere. Um, I think the signing mm-hmm. of Ngakwe is going to help Cleveland in the sense that if you have Cleveland, Max, and Ngakwe. You know, people are probably going to be focusing on both of them, which might leave room for Cleveland to have way more one-on-ones and maybe have a better shot at uh, bumping those sack totals. Do you know what I think is a sneaky good pick as well? Bud Dupree for the Titans. Yeah. Because they, like the Raiders, struggled producing a big-time pressure last year, and that's – probably the biggest weakness of their team right now. Mm-hmm. And getting Bud Dupree theoretically, of course, helps that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, and if they could somehow, maybe that, I think it's probably more of an indication that they're not going to try to re-sign Jadavion Clowney, probably because of the injuries that he's sustained. Like, he didn't even play that much for them last year. I, but if they were thinking about trying to re-sign Clowney with Dupree, 
you would think that that would just totally sure up that that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Where is okay? So here we go. Um, you were talking about a sneaky sign. I'm going to talk about uh, maybe a bigger sign that I think is going to be massive for a team at least this year. Um, mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick going to Washington, I think, is going to be really interesting. Um, he started seven games in 2020, completed 68% of his passes, throwing for 13 touchdowns um, in those seven games. The thing about Fitz is that over the past couple of years, he has been a really consistent quarterback. And the what Washington has not had and what they haven't been is consistent at that quarterback position. So do I think that Fitzpatrick is going to, you know, turn into Tom Brady and lead them to the Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. Um, but he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that. Washington has a disgusting front four. I mean, even front seven. Their defense up front and even as a whole is just – they're so good. And their defense is going to be the primary, primary, I should say, weapon of that team. The defense is going to be the reason that they um, are, you know, let's say, let's say the defense is the reason they get like seven wins, right? Fitzpatrick right. would just need to be the reason why they get, you know, two or three wins. To nine. Yeah, maybe right. maybe to get them to nine, maybe to get them ten, especially in that division because that division stinks. Um, well, I mean, Dallas is going to win that division, but yeah, no, they're not. No, they are not. Um, I can't wait for us to make picks for next year. I can't wait for you to be wrong about that. Uh, hey, who who won last year's picks, huh? Huh, Jason? Uh, you did. did. Oh, interesting. So that means I know more about football than you. Uh, you As got, of late. It means you got lucky, considering we're both one and one now. <laughs> <laughs> it means I got lucky. Um, lucky that many times, doesn't that just mean I'm good? But here's the thing. With, well, maybe. Um <laughs> so with with Fitz, it's you know all he has to be is consistent. I mean, when Alex Smith was there and playing, they were four and one. They were four and one, mm-hmm. and Alex Smith right and Fitzmagic is an upgrade probably right now, just health wise, um, from Alex Smith. Um, and I could easily I could easily see Washington winning nine ten games next year easily, led by their defense. Mm. Um, so I think it, I think that's great for Washington. Because I don't know what their draft pick is, but it's not high. So they probably won't have a shot to get one of the rookie quarterbacks unless they trade up. Unless Trey Lance falls. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to. Not not from what I've been uh, hearing. He's gotten so much hype. There's going to be like five quarterbacks taken in the top 15. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, at least that's what, that's like what it's four, looking like. Four in the top 10. Mm-hmm. That's what it's shaping up to look like. Whew. Um. Yeah, I almost forget that Trevor Lawrence is in this draft. It seems like all the other mm-hmm. quarterbacks' conversations is just overshadowing the fact that there might be the best quarterback prospect ever. Yeah, he's he's draft. become the forgotten man. But I mean, the draft. But that's because the draft doesn't start until number two. We all know what's happening at one. So nobody's nobody's really debating that. The fun stuff is talking about what may happen. That feels like a certainty. Right. And if you're Zach Wilson's manager or agent, you are so happy. Yeah. It seems like he he went from late first round to second overall pick in the matter of a week. Yeah. 
with how much hype he's getting. Yeah, and I was I just heard a little like ten minute thing about Trey Lance and um just about how how much of a like like just from a pure raw quarterback football talent perspective, he just seems like the upside for him seems mm-hmm. to be like unlimited. There's just not a lot of like a Lamar Jackson with a better arm. Uh, yeah, he did run for a thousand yards too, but he's like, I think he's like six four, like two fifty or something. And I don't, no way. I, I, he's 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 six four, I believe. I don't know how much he weighs. Let's see. I think he was that big. Um, calling BS. He's six four. What two twenty seven? Okay, so not two fifty. That is a bit of a difference. But <laughs> the 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 thing that was just uh, suggested to me by by Google um, should the 49ers add a QB through the draft or free agency? <laughs> it's got Trey Lance on the no is what they shouldn't they should do. Um, no. So I don't. Who was it? I don't remember what reporter was. I heard say this, but. There was an ESPN reporter who went down um, to watch his his pro day, and he was standing. He was like pretty like right behind him, pretty much when the when he was doing all of his quarterback drills. And he was like, you know, when you when you're standing there and you're watching him throw, you can hear the football like through the air when he throws it. Really, the dude has a cannon. Apparently, but why 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 would that guy? So he's six four, two twenty. Great arm, athletic. Why did he end up at North Dakota? Was it North Dakota State? Did he end up at the, at the same place? Um, he played as, as Carson Wentz. North Dakota State, yeah, yeah. That's weird. So why did he end up there? I don't know. I have no idea. But from what I've heard is that the offense that is ran at North Dakota State, it is very much reliant on the quarterback being able to make calls at the line of scrimmage, Mm -hmm. change coverages, change protection. It is very reliant on your quarterback being being smart, being able to recognize all that things, which is something that he has. Um, I think over a few of these quarterbacks in the draft is that he came from a very – quarterback responsible offense um so not only the fact that he's 6'4 227 and by the way um here's a stat for you Lance ran the ball for 1100 yards in 2019 to score 14 rush towns uh 14 rushing touchdowns um he uh he also was clocked at 21.54 miles per hour on one touchdown run last year did he only play one game last year? Yeah, so the the whole entire school, the whole entire team opted out of the season, and then they played, like, one game at the end last year. It's the most ridiculous thing ever, but. So in one game, he rushed the ball 15 times for 140. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he played particularly well that game, but I don't think people are looking much into that, so. So. I don't know, man. I, that's a huge risk. It is because he's unknown. And but but listen, like all of these quarterbacks are unknown, for, really. For but even him, 
Nah, he's slam dunk. But he's not. <laughs> he's an alley oop right up to Marvin Bagley and his broken finger. Right. <laughs> and since so we're one thing that I do have to mention, um, after we just cover all the free agent stuff, um, there is there was another thing that happened this week in the NFL and it broke my heart, but I knew it was coming. Aww. I, I knew it was coming. We all knew it was coming. Uh, Drew Brees retired. Um, and I somebody said he's heading to the booth, to NBC. Who's, who said that? I, I heard it I heard it this week on ESPN. I don't remember who said it, but somebody said he's heading to the booth. Um, um, where is it? There you go. Brees announced Monday morning, today, that he is joining NBC Sports as a studio analyst for Football Night in America. Wow. Wow. So I don't know if he's going to end up uh, – oh, he said we'll also call Notre Dame football. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's important. but um, Wait, why Notre Dame? Wasn't he – didn't he play Purdue? at Purdue? Yeah. That's weird. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's going to be a sports broadcaster. So that's awesome. So we're going to get him in the in the – as a broadcaster. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but it, yeah, for me, as like I said, he's my favorite football player to, 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 I love Drew Brees. Um, I've made that public on the show a thousand times. Um, not only what, but you know, you think about what he meant to the city of new Orleans, um, maybe not a player in NFL history or even sports who has been so beloved by unity. Um, just the things that he's done there. I heard this week that one of his foundations has raised like $25 million in like trying to fight like hunger Jeez. relief. Um, all the stuff him, him and his wife is, have done, um, especially after Katrina. He was, a, he was definitely well oriented with the community um, and his, I mean, his football resume speaks for itself. I have it right here. He's the all-time leader in pass yards, which I'm mm-hmm. sure Brady's probably going to take from him eventually. But as of right now, he's the all-time leader in pass yards. He's second all-time in pass touchdowns, 13 Pro Bowls, four of the five single season. Um, he has four of the top five single season records in completion percentage. He's the only player with multiple 5,000-yard passing seasons. He has Five of them. He has an NFL record seven seasons leading the NFL in pass yards. He was the 2006 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award uh, winner, and he was a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl MVP. I mean, he's going to walk into the Hall of Fame, um, and he's definitely earned a spot. He's I've backed away from my stance of him being uh, the best ever. There's literally zero arguing uh, now. Um, and maybe there wasn't ever really an argument for you. You said Drew Brees was the best ever. I did a couple of years ago. Yeah, I I viewed him as as the best pure quarterback um, to play. But oh, Jason, hey, you you're know, so funny. We all have our fan biases. Um, I, he might not be a top ten quarterback. Oh, shut the front door on that immediately. Oh, you might not be a top ten quarterback all the time. Uh, no, he has earned a seat at the table 
uh, went in. He may- yeah, if the table's got like 11 or 12 seats on it, sure. No, 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 no. He is a top 10 <laughs> quarterback of all time. There's no disputing that. There's no disputing ah. that. There is no disputing that at all. Um, and I, I was bummed because uh, one of the things that I wanted to do before he retired was at least see him play. And I wanted to watch him play in New Orleans, um, but never got a chance to do that. And actually this year, the Saints played the Raiders in Las Vegas, but nobody could be there. So that was my one chance, and I, it didn't happen. Um mm-hmm. So I, I'm very sad that I never got to watch um, my football idol and my sports idol play, um, but I'm glad that we're still going to have them uh, around the world of sports and, and in the booth. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird next year seeing another quarterback um, play start for the Saints, and it's not Drew Brees. Right, so it's gonna be so weird. Jameis Winston, uh, yeah, and that was the same thing this year. Watching Cam as a quarterback for the Patriots, watching the Patriots have a different quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Saints, now Jameis Winston again resigned, resigned with the Saints. Similarities between the two of them have been pointed out this week. They both signed. Um, so when Drew came over to the Saints, he was twenty-seven. Um, Jameis Winston is twenty-seven right now. Uh, Drew was coming off of a pretty bad injury, and not a lot of people, quote-unquote, really believed in him. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston, while he's not coming off of a, a, a drastic injury, uh, he is coming off of a, a year where he did throw, a last time that he was starting, he threw 30 interceptions. Granted, he threw 5,000 yards. Um, but, and thir- 30 TDs. Right. Um but he could he's still really young and he could have a very good second act in New Orleans. Um and he's got I don't know, you want to say he's one of the best or the best offensive minded coach in the league, um, in Sean Payton. So <clears throat> if they can clean up those turnovers from Jameis, Jameis could have a very successful second act in New Orleans. I see no reason why that couldn't happen. If this team is Taysom Hill's team. It's not Taysom Hill's team. Oh, have they come out and said that Jameis is the starter? No, they have not, but he's not going to take the job from Jameis. Oh, you don't think so? Absolutely not. Why? Because I think what would make the most sense would be to take the actual quarterback that you have on your list and make him your actual quarterback and use the guy who you have as your gadget player who was extremely productive for you as a non-quarterback, still doing what uh, he's doing. There's no reason to take Taysom Hill out of the role that he is right now because he's so productive in it. But they did it last year. They did it last year because they had to. They could have started Jameis Winston last year. Not if they they started Taysom Hill. Not if they didn't think he was ready. But it was like in the middle of the year. Yeah, but you got to – you got to also understand that was his first year with the team. If they have, if they have this idea that they're going to have him learn and be under Drew for a year, then you already have a guy in Taysom Hill who you don't need to write an extensive game plan for. Just have him run. Taysom Hill hadn't played quarterback, hadn't started at quarterback, played the majority of the game at quarterback ever in the NFL, and you have a guy 
that threw for 5,000 yards, threw for 30 touchdowns, has experience of starting games for an NFL team, and you choose the guy that didn't have any experience. Maybe they were going for the unpredictability Isn't... of Taysom Hill. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I can't. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Sean Payton. I'm not the Saints organization. The only thing that I could think don't of you think... would be that, one, don't you... they didn't think that – Jameis was ready, or two, they wanted to go with the unpredictability that you couldn't really game plan for Taysom. So what's different now? Wouldn't they still go with Taysom over Jameis? No, I don't think so. Because now... Then why did they sign Taysom Hill to this big deal? Because they want to keep... They didn't sign him to a big deal. Wasn't he like four years, 140? Yes, but like I said, the deal is void after one year they're only doing the salary for this year so while it says 140 million dollars it's not worth 100 million dollars because they can void the contract after one year so it's just a this year salary he basically signed a one-year deal while it says four years it's void after that second year they can choose to void it it's a cap what's james's contract i have no idea I just saw that he resigned. I I didn't see anything about what the contract was. Not really helping me out here, Jason. So, while they did sign Taysom again, and it says those big quarterback, and it has a big number on it, that's not what it's actually worth. Hmm. Because I too, when I heard that number, was like, "You've got to be kidding me." There's no way. And then I heard the explanation. There's just no way. So. They freed up. So, yeah. We only got like five minutes left. So, do you want to. Yes. Hit quickly on the thing that's coming out? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Um. So, again, we have like five minutes left. There's a big thing that is coming out on Thursday. The Snyder Cut for. The Justice League is coming out. It's four hours long. It is rated R. It's like a shift at. It's like a working a shift, pretty much at a place, <laughs> pretty much. And as of right now, it is getting massively positive reviews. Mm-hmm. People are calling it one of the, if not the best comic book movie of all time. They're giving it all these praises, saying, you know, the fights are better, the story's better, everything is better. This is Zach's masterpiece. Yada this, yada that. We'll find out on Thursday, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't be more excited for this movie. (laughs) Do you think it's a hindrance to the film, or better for the film that your expectations are now higher? Uh, You know, see, I was... (laughs) That's funny that you say that, because that was one thing I said to my dad. Um, earlier in the week, I was like, there comes a point when... Yeah, I'm, we're just on the same wavelength, dude. We're just, we're just killing yeah, we really it. really are. Is that there's one... There's something about a film being so hyped that could work against it because if everybody's expecting it to be this massive thing and it ends up being anything less than that, then people are going to look at mm-hmm. it as a failure. So if your expectations are at right. 200 and it even... Even if it's an amazing movie, but it only comes to like... 190 for you, you're still going to look at it as not being as good as you wanted it to be. Right. And that's the only thing you'll remember. Right, exactly. So, there is that, but... I'm just expecting it to be better than the theatrical version that they released, so... Yeah. 
as long as it's better than that in all accounts that I've seen are that it is, then I'm I'm good with it. I just got to block out four hours on Thursday to watch this thing. I know. I think I have to watch it Friday. <laughs> um, oh, man. Because my dad works Thursday and he wants to watch it too. So I think we're going to watch it on Friday. Um, so I'm going to end up seeing it the mm-hmm. day after. So I'm going to have to stay away from anything. Um, so you're going to watch, you're going to watch uh, Snyder Cut and Winter Soldier and the Falcon on the same day? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That comes out there too. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that's that's five hours of just sitting watching. The why TV. not? Why not? I did you did your dad end up watching WandaVision? Yeah. yeah. Did he like it? Yeah. I mean, of course he ended up watching it. He's seen all the Marvel movies. My mom, my dad, and my sister watched it together, and Bree and I watched it together. So. Oh, very yeah. cool. What do you What are you guys' plans for? Uh, the Winter Soldier, probably and this, the Falcon, and the Winter probably Soldier. Probably the same sort of thing. Okay. So, because Brie cool. Brie likes the Marvel movies too. She hadn't seen any of the Marvel movies, um, and then when she was in, uh, I think it was AmeriCorps. One of her friends um, was like, "You have to watch these movies." So he watched all the movies with her, and then so she became acquainted with all of the movies and. Uh, so that's how she she sort of came around to to watching the movies. And the next series that movie series that her and I have to watch um, is Star Wars because she's never seen. Have yeah, to. She hasn't seen those movies. So. And then quickly, she is said, it, "Is it a big? Uh, is it a big test if she ends up like? Does she have to like these movies for you? No, no. no. It's certainly helpful, <laughs> but." No. Um, and then one thing too she's never seen these movies before and I asked her what order she wanted to watch them in do you want to watch them in chronological order or do you want to watch them in the order of release and she said she wanted to watch them in the order of release because she wanted to experience them the same way everybody else did if you were in the same situation would you want to watch them the way that they were released or in chronological order um, I think I watched them in chronological order at least the first six, because we we were born after the trilogy pretty much came yeah. out. Yeah. See, I because th- I I was surprised that she said that because I would have watched them in chronological order. But I I I actually do understand the point that she's making. Um, I don't. It's okay. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, stupid, stupid. Well, she stupid. doesn't listen to the podcast really, so. She'll never get around to that. Oh, good. Bree, you're an idiot. Why would you watch him out of order? You're not going to know what what's going on. Oh, gosh. He is his father? Well, let me just let me just watch all this. I guess it does technically spoil. Like, if you watch Revenge of the Sith, then I guess it spoils uh, the fifth movie. It really does. <laughs> it really does. It really does. <laughs> But are you are you gonna then you're not gonna watch Rogue One before the see you have to watch Rogue One before the fourth movie right? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. You have to watch you have to watch Solo and Rogue One before the fourth movie to really get what those no, are. She you wants know? to watch it. In, she right wants to watch it in release order. I think that's stupid. <laughs> then you watch so you watch the sixth and then you watch Mando. No. And then you watch the seventh, eighth, and, and then ninth. the Clone Wars. 
Oh, yeah, you gotta watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> so you gotta watch one, two, Clone Wars, three, uh, Solo, Rogue One, four, five, six, uh, Mando, <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Oh, That's so much. And then you're That's done. so much. Well, what is that, like? 15 hours of well, viewing? Sweetie, no, that's way more than sweetie, that. Sweetie, you made it this far. I understand what you're saying. So, but I would never let Jenna do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for us uh, on this week's episode. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, if you stuck with us for this long, again, we truly appreciate